0: from the news capital of the world. Welcome, you've landed on the daily objective from the Ayn Rand Center UK. I'm Jonathan Honig from CapitalistBig.com. And I'm delighted to see you here, whether you're watching us live on YouTube, listening later on, watching on, or listening in any of the number of podcast apps we're available on, we're happy you're here. We're here Monday through Friday. We are the world's largest network of information and analysis inspired by Ayn Rand's philosophy of objectivism in history. We're only able to be on the air Monday through Friday because of your super chats, your your donations, your subscriptions. So thank you for doing that. And thank you also for our YouTube subscribers. It's really not that much, maybe five pounds a month. Uh, You're part of our philosophy posse, you help make it happen. So take this opportunity to be a trader and avail yourself to that. And I also wanna really, before we start today, congratulate Tom Bowden and Elon Giorno of the Ayn Rand Institute on their new book, Illuminating Ayn Rand, which I've just gotten into and I'd certainly highly recommend even at this point. But we've got a great presentation for you today. Uh, We want to see an active discussion in the super chat. And I think this is going to be one you find of interest. It is certainly ripped from the headlines. It's entrepreneurial. It's also philosophical as well. We're going to talk about Elon Musk and just everything what's happening with him these days and how it affects the business, the economy, perhaps even some of your investments, and of course our topic writ large, which is Ayn Rand's philosophy of objectivism. Now this is not part of objectivism. It is my own interpretation, my own analysis, and hopefully yours as well, as you'll follow along in the super chat. Now I've never been an Elon super fan, but I was very optimistic about him investing with his own money in Twitter. My thought was is that here is a demonstrated entrepreneur Who's had success after success? Yes, I know there's been an element of the mixed economy there, but this is really a visionary entrepreneur. What could he do with, uh, uh, with social media and Twitter, certainly, which have been poorly managed? Well, what happened? I mean, honestly, what has happened to Elon Musk in the last couple of, of weeks and last couple of months and certainly last couple of years? You see a a demonstrable change, not even just in his fortunes. And, you know, he's no longer the world's richest man, but even his, his style and his approach to business writ large. And I would posit that the issue here, I think, is most things comes down to ideas. I think it is philosophical. And I was able to identify three, I think, major issues now, philosophical plaguing Elon Musk and what's what's really needs to be reversed and what's Tormenting him really and certainly tormenting his shareholders as well. And thank you, Robert Nacer, who's wishing me Merry Christmas, and to all of his co-hosts, and to you, Robert, as well. Robert's a great part of our channel. Our network, you you you've seen his programs here. So thank you, Robert, for being part of our great part of our philosophy posse. Elon needs to be part of that posse. He's not. He's suffering, his fortunes are suffering, and here's why. Well, first and foremost, is Time and time again now, what's been demonstrated, not as kind of Mercutial uh, brilliance, but simple straight up impulsiveness. This is Ayn Rand from the March, 1964 Playboy interview. What does it mean to act on whim? It means that a man acts like a zombie without any knowledge of what he deals with, what he wants to accomplish or what motivates him. It means that a man acts in a state of temporary insanity is this what you call juicy or colorful? I think the only juice that can come out of such a situation is blood. Amazing quote from Ayn Rand. And thank you, Marylene, your, uh, your, your uh, super chat donation, your consistent super chat donation. We really appreciate that. What a great quote from Rand, right? I mean, is this what you call juicy or colorful? I think that it could apply to a lot of Musk's. Uh, antics over the last couple of years. I mean, you call them juicy or colorful, but what what's happens when a man acts on whim is that he acts, again, quoting with Rand here, without any knowledge of what he deals with, what he wants to accomplish, or what motivates him. Now, think about this, how it applies to Elon Musk's takeover of Twitter. This is from the New York Times quote, he had no plan of how to finance or manage Twitter. Mr. Musk told a, socia- a close associate, he had no plan. He, he wings it. He didn't have a business plan at all. I mean, that's a real serious issue when you're going out on any type of an endeavor, uh, certainly an endeavor in, as ambitious and big as remaking a half a, you know, a, a $40 billion takeover of a huge uh, social media networking company. And he said himself that he's impulsive, he doesn't want to adhere to his CEO template, And I know I appreciate that. And I, I don't think that what's good and what's moral is adhering to the traditions of what came before, but not by any means. But you have to have a vision, you have to have a focus. And even his bid for the company itself, if you, you might not even remember this, Elon bid $54.20 a share for, for Twitter, when he bid for it in the open open market, and I believe he bid for it on Twitter. Of course, that's a pot reference. Four twenty is a pot reference, and you know that he's done a few of those over the years. He was photographed, I guess, on the Joe Rogan or something, you know, smoking smoking reefer. And you know, when you're talking about a, I mean, that four twenty. This is from uh, from Vice. It cost him an extra 150 million dollars to round it up to 420. 150 million dollars, and now, of course, now he's having to lay people off. Now he's having to stiff uh, the landlord at at uh, Twitter headquarters. So I read he's having to sell. You know, so that impulsiveness—it's just so obvious that, as Rand said, the only juice that can come out of such a situation of acting on whim is blood, and it's the the blood, the red ink of immense immense financial losses. Uh, Tesla stock, of which the majority of where the majority of his fortune comes from, is down 65% just this year, 65%. Now, to get back to even, it has to go up 170%. Is it, Dr. Pietkoff would say, possible, probable, certain? Is it possible? Yes. Is it probable? No. And is it certain? Hell no. Uh, These are the types of wealth destruction, in my experience, that take a decade or more to ultimately recover from. And you're seeing, in my opinion, impulsive behavior in other examples. Yesterday, he lashed out on Twitter at an unhappy investor. You know, what would you do? What are your ideas? It's really kind of sophomoric lashing out. And in fact, he's seeking other investors to invest now in Twitter at the same price he paid, despite the fact that he had said he previously overpaid for the company. So wrap it all up, and it it seems like such impulsiveness, the opposite of rational long-term thinking. And again, quoting now from Ms. Rand here, this is from Capitalism, the Unknown Ideal, the free market is ruled by those who are able to see and plan long range, and the better the mind, the longer the range. So when Elon Musk himself says that he didn't really even have a business plan, I mean, how how long range is that? And it is it any surprise that it's been not just chaos in the first couple of months, but real wealth destruction as well. Jeremiah says he takes big risks and sometimes they pay off, but they're not calculated risk. They're troll risks. Okay, well, troll risks are pretty unprofitable risks. He's lost. You know, billions and billions of dollars because he hasn't had a plan and he hasn't thought long range. Compulsiveness is one I would think irrationality, and you could maybe even say immorality about Elon's behavior. He's obviously number two, distracted. Quoting from Ms. Rand, thinking is not an automatic function. In any hour and issue of his life, Man is free to think or to evade that effort. Thinking requires a state of full focused awareness. The act of focusing one's consciousness is volitional. And when you think about even just the focus of Ms. Rand to write Atlas Shrugged, 12 years, I believe, the focus of Dr. Peakoff in his works, his minute attention to every paragraph, every period, every parenthesis. And think just really realistically what Elon Musk has on his plate right now. He's leading four major multi-multi-billion-dollar companies. Uh, the types of companies that would normally, one CEO would be completely focused on that. He, he or she would be, that would be his or her sole focus. He's kind of jumps in and out of these major companies uh, and that's not it. So it's hard to see him really being focused on any of these. In fact, Insider had an article that said he has used Twitter once per hour on average since buying the company. Now, I don't have a company like Elon Musk. My sense is you don't either, but you don't probably use Twitter once an hour. So he's obviously distracted. He's obviously not focusing on the big picture or focusing on anything long range. If he's taking every opportunity, in my opinion, every hour to to uh, retweet someone or look at his critics are saying, I mean, this is the type of impulsive uh, uh, behavior. Emmanuel, thank you for the super chat. He says, he seems to be a modern day Francisco. I mean, is that it? He's burning it all down. He's tossing all his fortune. I can see that with maybe, I, I don't know. I, I, it, that's an interesting uh, interesting perception. And thank you for the super chat. I I don't, don't wanna get into people's private lives too much, but I think it's also worth saying that Elon Musk has 10 children. And I don't think it's moral to just have a child and drop it off. I think that when you have a child, you have a responsibility to at least parent that child, make a little bit of an effort to parent that child. That's not objectivism. This is my uh, interpretation. And this is a, an article from The Post. He said his kids were mostly educated by YouTube and Reddit. Most of their education is coming online. It's coming from online. So, you know, what type of a focus can he have on these his children? Frankly, if he's got all this going on, and you know that wouldn't even bother me too much. If not, this photo came out over this past week of Elon with who Jared Kushner, one of the just ugliest uh, pull peddler uh, pull peddlers I can imagine, in Qatar with all these. You know, people and Elon Musk jetting over there, using all that fossil fuel. I mean, it's just you just can't tell me he's not distracted. Enric says Musk, from what I can gather, chooses good management for other companies. He hasn't done this with Twitter. Well, he's 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 posited at that a little bit. But I mean, don't tell me that this CEO is not distracted. When he jets over to Qatar to watch the game and tweet about it, Jet Home, I mean, and sitting in that, that skybox with that crew. Quoting from Miss Rand now, and this is the book I'm really recommending: Why Business Men Need Philosophy. If you're gonna succeed in business, you must make decisions using logic. You must deal with objective realities, like them or not. Your life is filled with numbers, balance sheets cold efficiency and rational organization. You have to make sense to your employees, your customers, and to yourself. You cannot run a business as a gambler who plays the horses. So I'll just stop right there and say, does he make any sense to employees, to his customers, to his investors? You know, Not at all. Again, quoting now, you cannot run a business as a gambler who plays the horses or as a cypher whaling. Who am I to know? My mind is helpless. I need a message from God, Nancy Reagan's astrologer, or Eleanor Roosevelt's soul. You have to think. And I don't know how much thinking. See, and, and, and the thing is, I think for those of us who've followed Elon for years, this is such a contrast to the old Elon the old Elon who just, you know, five, six years ago was sleeping on the floor of his company to get this out. You know, he has no time to shower. He's so focused on the company In fact, some YouTube star I mean, bought, him a, bought him a couch. He's sleeping under his desk. I mean, that's the type of focus, in my opinion, it takes to get to be the world's richest man. And I've shown innumerable examples of here of how it's just pretty obvious he's extraordinarily distracted. Now, this is probably the worst of the worst, is that he is now influenced by the mob. And Dr. Brooke referred to it as the mob. And I think he's right. Take a look at this. Elon put together a company that got a, got a rocket to land on a boat in the middle of the ocean, got it to take off and land and a boat in the middle of the ocean. I mean, you'd think that was CGI if you know that it didn't actually happen. Someone had to come up with that. A visionary, a brain had to come up with that. Quoting from Miss Rand, the mind is an attribute of the individual. There's no such thing as a collective brain. There's no such thing as a collective thought. An agreement reached by a group of men is only a compromise or an average Drawn upon many individual thoughts, an average. It's an average. And a, you know, and that's what Elon wants. He wants average. How do I know that? He announced it. This was from December 18th, well, this was this just a couple of days ago? Going forward, there will be a vote for major policy changes. My apologies. Won't well, have it again. He's going to vote on everything to do with this company. He's going to vote on it. So what's he there for? Just to tally the votes? I mean, what do you need a CEO if, you know, this is, think about it, it's like the the point of a CEO is that he or she provides the leadership. They have the vision. And even his being CEO itself is seemingly up to a vote. Now, the majority voted that he should go out, but now it's like, well, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Now, of course, he can do it. He owns the company, but this is, you know, again, it's like he looks crazy to his customers. He looks crazy to his investors. He looks crazy to, to his employees. You know, and even this whole business of doxing and not doxing. And for a while, it was, it was illegal to post links to other social media websites. I mean, he's, If this isn't whim worship in business, I don't know what it is. It's just like it's completely whim driven. And Stephen Schlubb, who's a, a great actor, a really smart objectivist, Terrific online personality. You definitely want to, to follow him and check him out. He had, I think the money shot or the money tweet. Can you imagine Dagny Taggart taking a poll on to run Taggart transcontinental? That's exactly right. Kudos to Stephen for hitting the nail on the head. I mean, this is this visionary who is leading the company who's in, reinventing uh, uh, social media, taking a poll. Reason quoting from Ms. now, reason is the human faculty which forms concepts by a process of logic based on the evidence of the senses. Reason is our mean of gaining knowledge of this world and guiding our actions in it. By the nature of the field, businessmen must be committed to reason, at least in their professional lives. You do not make decisions by consulting tea leaves, the psychic friends network, the book of Genesis, or any other kind of mystic revelation. If you tried to do it, like all gamblers who bet on blind intuition, you would be ruined. That's, I believe that's, oh, that's Dr. Peikoff. And the thing is, that's exactly what Elon's doing. He is, he is making decisions by mystic revelation. In his own words, Vox Populi, Vox Dei. The voice of people, the voice of the people is the voice of God. Now, if you're wondering where you might've heard that before as a student of objectivism, it's actually in the Fountainhead. Ellsworth Toohey in the Fountainhead, uh, the the, the evil villain in the Fountainhead. Fox Populi, the average, the common, the general. Fox day will enjoy unlimited submission. There'll be the gods in effect so <laughs> elon has ellsworth to exact philosophy right now that's what he is functioning on and that's why it is blood uh again paraphrasing this ran that i think is running certainly the red ink of bloody losses what does he need he needs a better philosophy and we will recommend it through a terrific book that was published maybe about a decade ago why businessmen need philosophy a collection of essays Dr. Peekoff, John Allison from BBNT writes the introduction. It's a really great easy read, short read, great Christmas gift, something that they don't have and make yourself avail avail yourself to the ideas that change the world that improve your life that could certainly improve Elon's life uh, that improved a lot of businessmen's life when they've when they listened and adhered to it. So thank you for the super chatters today. We've got no upcoming shows today, but tomorrow we're back with another uh, uh, episode of the Daily Objective. We're here only because of your contributions. Marylene, again, with your $5. And Enric, you guys are the star super chatters today. So thank you for being part of what we do. Thank you for being part of the Philosophy Posse. And don't go anywhere. We'll be back here tomorrow and tell a friend and do all those great things that you do to help spread the word about the Iron Center UK. Till then, Jonathan Honig wishing you best premises.